The clubhouse at Sayre National is your spot. Maybe you just need a spot to relax after a round of golf. The sports bar at Sayre National is the place with huge TVs and plenty of cold beverages to turn those bogeys on the course into birdies afterward. Don't forget the banquet room can hold a lot of folks with access to the sports bar as well. Come enjoy the atmosphere at Sayre National, Western Oklahoma's most inclusive club. Throw balls far. You want good words? Data language. Talk real sports with a real man. Come after me. I'm a man. I'm 40. And now here's the be-all, end-all, know-it-all of high school, college, and pro sports. Aaron Skinny Calc with the Skinny on Sports. We're talking about practice, man. I'm the MVP. And a good Monday morning out there, Western Oklahoma. Welcome to the Skinny on Sports. On location here at Sayre National. And man, it was like, where did the fog go? When I pulled in here, you could barely see like number eight green out the window. And now, see all the way up the hill to three, to number one. It's already some folks out here getting uh, ready to tee off. So uh, come on out, Sayre National. Get you around in. It's going to be gorgeous, looks like today. Flags are just laying limp on the pins. Be a nice time to get out there and get going here at Sayre National. It was an awesome weekend with the alumni tournament, um, the alumni bash. Great, great stuff. Uh, This weekend, of course, the Bob coming up at the end of the month. Thursday night scrambles got kicked off last week, so lots of stuff going on here at Sayre National. Oh, yeah. It looks like somebody has, somebody has seen the Masters Fantasy Leaderboard final. Already jumping in, huh? Yeah, show me the money. <laughs> or barely. Show me the money. You know, we're going to show you another T-shirt like you had on yeah. during the golf tournament Saturday. He already has one. He already has a green one. Well, you have to get a different get color. a different color. The winner was Drew. As Drew overtook Jay right at the end. By two points. Wow. So, congratulations to Drew winning the Masters Fantasy Contest. You end up third. I was seventh. My uh, team got a lot better when I replaced Rory McIlroy with John Rahm. Oh, I bet. (laughs) (laughs) As it turned out. And then, you know, Jordan Spieth going crazy the last day helped too. Poor Rory. All the birdies. Yeah, we'll talk about the Masters. Uh, Thunder in the play-in tournament. As uh, Oklahoma City, they knew they were in on Friday. Dallas, after we got off the air on Friday, we were talking about what needed to happen. The Mavs then came out and basically just kind of said, yeah, we're, uh, nobody's playing against the Bulls that night. Luka played a little bit, uh, but Chicago ended up beating Dallas 115-112. So at that point, you knew the Thunder were in. Then yesterday... Uh, everybody played their G League team, essentially, Yeah, uh, for 48 minutes. And so that was a uh, that was a, that was a good weekend. So we'll talk about that, uh, the play-in tournament, the Masters, and what we did this weekend as well. 225-9698 is the phone or the text line. 225-9698. Give us a call, shoot us a text. We can talk about any of those things. Whatever else is on your mind, feel free to chime in. At 225-9698, if you're outside the listening area, you can stay in touch with us 
uh, live online at kadsam.com. You can download the Paragon app. The app's got it all. It's got radio. It's got the Penny News. It's got Big Elk and Paragon TV. Of course, the Big Elk, the, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, the Skinny on Sports podcast as well. If you miss our show entirely, you can go back and check that out at all kinds of different locations. Uh, K-A-D-S-A-M.com, iTunes, what, Spotify. Spotify, it's, it's everywhere. Amazon, it's everywhere. Everywhere you can find podcasts, we are there now. Good morning, Jared. How are you? I'm good. Have a good holiday weekend? I've spent a lot of it right here. I bet. <laughs> at Sarah National. Uh, we ended up playing Friday in the horse race. Um, and then, of course, the tournament Saturday. They, there's food trucks out here. We ate lunch after the parade uh, on Saturday afternoon or Saturday morning, the parade. We ate lunch out here before we started uh, playing golf. And uh, also, yeah, Drew makes a great point. Well, that's rare. Save that text. Um, the, at the parade, I told I, we were discussing it, and I told him, "Well, you can we got to switch your players out because Roy didn't make the cut, mm-hmm. and he went with John Rom." So he said, "I owe my win to me." He owes it to me. It's fair. There you go. T-shirts are over there. That's fair. <laughs> so I get the T-shirt. <laughs> Yeah, uh, full disclosure, I didn't know you could switch them out. I know you were curious about it, and yeah. I didn't go back and look, but that's probably a good thing. I wonder if there's anything I could have done. Because I had – I'm going off the top of my head. I had Rom. Um, I, I think the one that failed me, I think I picked DJ. I don't know, my app was being silly. I couldn't see who I uh, – Rory de Hovland. Yeah, that worked. That was the switch. Oh, that's that a good Drew switch. Made. Rory de yeah. Hovland. <clears throat> Anyways, shout out to everybody who joined in because we did that very last minute, and we had how many? Twenty nine. That's pretty good because I mean we were like, hey, let's just do this like on a Wednesday. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. and shout out to Sarah National and Mr. Jimmy Clark helping us out with the prize, kind of last minute as well. Jay was let down in the final round by Max Homa. Let down by Max Homa. Max was pretty down on himself, too, if we're being honest. I saw this tweet and had you know, another disappointing Masters for Homa. Um, I guess let's start there um, with what happened down at Augusta National. I thought it was just a really interesting tournament. Um, you got the battle of the two big-time major-type winners, for all day yesterday, with 30 holes straight of, of um, Rom and Kepka. You got some guys chasing. Um, the, the guys that were the closest really did nothing. Hovland and, and Cantlay fell, fell apart. They fell down the leaderboard. The guys that did play great yesterday was that one group of Phil and, and Jordan Spieth. How about Phil Mickelson? Listen, it's, it's no, no secret that I cannot stand Phil Mickelson, but... You have to give him so much credit at 52 years old to go out and play the way he did. I mean, he's just, he's just a, a bad morning yesterday finishing up the third round from being right there in contention to win the Masters at 52 years old. It's, it was an incredible performance by Phil. Yeah, that's, I was wondering what the mixed reviews would be like on his performance just because of who he is and, 
and um, you know the whole live thing. But that is incredible. Was it tied for the second, tied for the oldest to finish that high at 52 years? I mean, he might beat it by months or days or something like that. Like I saw that stat up there. Would have been a heck of a thing if Rom had fallen off a little bit and and feels able, like you said, uh, um, recover from that other start. But pretty impressive. Now, on the other side, you got Brooks Kupka. I mean, it looked like it was his to lose, and he did. But what do you think about his performance? It's he was <clears throat> he was really good. He, you know, he's an interesting case because he's had so much success in the majors. But the last four final rounds have not gone well. Think back to Phil at Kiowa. Trying to trying to catch Francesco Melinari, and it turned out to be Tiger. Really, in 2019 at the Masters, there, he just he's kind of lost it a little bit in the, in the in the final round. You see shots starting to go left. That was a big deal at Kiowa, trying to chase down Phil. Was all of a sudden he was starting to miss these shots left because he hits a, a left to right shot, and then it was going straight or even even a draw. I mean, I think it's a really good week for him because you could tell. Okay, he is healthy. He is. You know, he even made the made the point after the second round, I think, that if he would have been as healthy as he is now, maybe he makes a different choice as far as the live golf stuff. I, I think one of the biggest winners of the entire weekend was live golf. Mm. You know, we see three other guys finishing in the top five with Kepka and Mickelson and, and Patrick Reed. I think they're a big winner in this. But by far the biggest winner, it's the guy that won the golf tournament, John Rahm. Think about what he did and how well he played. He spots everybody two shots on the first hole with a four putt. He plays in the worst of the conditions. He's, he, he had the bad draw. He had the morning-afternoon mm-hmm. draw. Yep. And he still beat everybody by four. I think when you look back, sure, Kepka had the lead going into the third and the fourth rounds. But to me, where the tournament changed was when Rom was able, in his second round, to start out. He he was in a little bit of trouble, kind of you know. And then, of course, the tree falls down on Friday. They stop. He comes back and finishes out that second round very well, and gets what within two of Kepka. I think it was thirteen and eleven after two rounds. I think that's where he really kind of won this tournament because he didn't fall so far back. He was able to play through those conditions, play through the cold on Saturday morning to get and play through the rain and, and get himself where he was after round two, after Kepka had had the perfect part of the perfect draw, all the good weather on Thursday afternoon, finishing up Friday before anything ever happened. And so he kind of had his feet kicked up and we had talked about it Friday. How far ahead is he going to be? Right. Now, could he be five, six shots ahead by the time with all the weather? And it sure enough rolled in. But credit to John Rahm for being able to battle through that to put himself. I mean, yesterday, by the time the third round was completed and the fourth round started, even though he started out down two, I, had, I really had no doubt he was going to win because he had put himself into that position, fighting through everything that he had to fight through. Um, and he was just, he was magnificent yesterday. He just really, really played well. Who, in, after this tournament, 
who's a guy, a name that we need to keep an eye on? You know, we're all going to look at what Sam Bennett does next through his collegiate career. It's funny, his next tournament, you see that Today. tweet? Today. Right now. And he has to carry his own bag. <laughs> and the payout's much less. But, no, it's not even a payout. I think it's a college tournament. Yeah. But um, who who do you think – there's always going to be those names that we know. But did anybody else stand out to you go, you know what, this guy could be – he performed well, this could springboard him. You know, Hovland is always kind of there. But, gosh, that he just – he the pitching is just not good enough. You know, we see it yesterday – on number six, in the early going, he hits the ball over the green, kind of flubs a chip, then three putts. The next thing you know, he makes a double bogey, and he's done. Um, yeah, on the text line, Sam Burns. Sam Burns was – it kind of feels like one of those guys that's that's rounding into form. Spieth, I think, is another one that kind of went through some up and downs, ups and downs, and even in this tournament. But he looks like he's kind of prepared uh, to go ahead and you know and win another one. And then there's, yeah, but I think my question is more this. You know, you got the top handful of guys with, let's say, Rory and Kepka and DJ and Spieth and Justin Thomas, Rom. You know, if you, if you look at those, say, five to ten, or that, like, ten-guy group there, I mean, who's not picking John Rom to end up winning the most majors out of all of them right now? I mean, he, he is far and away, in my mind, the best player on earth right now. Yeah, fourth, I can agree with that. Yeah. Four, fourth win this calendar season. Fourth win in 2023. Second major, obviously the first green jacket. And I thought all the the stuff surrounding it, would it be in Seve's birthday? Would it have been Seve's birthday? You know, there was, you know, did you see the, the what they said about the, his caddy, his caddy's jumpsuit thing? No. He was number 49. Yesterday, 4-9, Seve's birthday. How crazy is some of that stuff that just uh, the, the way the numbers works out? But for me, yeah, Rom, it's this this thing. It, it's Phil and the incredible day he had, and then it's Rom, and and Rom looking like he's kind of prepared to to go on one of those one of those runs. Last thing, I guess uh, we can wrap up the Masters is man. If you're Tiger, what do you do? Is it painful for you to watch as a fan? Oh, man. You know, growing up, watching him play up to this point now, it's almost he's a shell of himself. And, and we're not going to get those Tiger roars anymore, it doesn't feel like. Well, we will. But, the, now, again, he's had to withdraw. And I think we were kind of almost expecting that at a point because you're going to have to play extra holes in a day and, and could he do it and without the rest and, and all that. It, I don't want to say sad because that's not the word because he has a drive about him and I understand why he keeps playing. But it, is it painful to watch? Oh, man, when, <clears throat> when you see him, he can barely even limp over to the bag on 17 in the fairway there. And then you realize what's coming up next and that tread, just that long walk up that hill, I, I, I thought to myself, is he going to be able to finish? I don't know if he's going to be able to make it up that hill. You know, then Jason Day came out and said at, at Southern Hills he had a screw busted through his skin of his foot. That's why he had to withdraw there. He, he referenced the plantar fasciitis this time, flared up on him, and that's what kind of happened. 
I just don't I don't I don't know that it gets better. But but here's the thing. He has earned the right to do whatever he wants. Exactly, to. yeah. He's earned that right. I'm never going to fault him for being <laughs> out there. I saw a bunch of people, you know, he's taking a spot from somebody. No, he's not. He would he's taking the spot from himself because he's the one that is has done the work to be in the position to qualify for all, you know, mm-hmm. to to be where he's at. And so you know, it is it it's painful. I don't I don't know as sad as right. I think it's more just painful to watch. You know, because you see that he still can play golf. He absolutely can play golf. But he cannot perform the other task, which is walking the golf course, which is essential. And he said this week he's not he's not doing any there's he'll ride the cart when it's available, which means fifty, which means senior tour. Um, which is closer than you think away, but it is it is certainly painful, certainly painful mm-hmm. to watch um, watch him play, and you know it takes away it, it really kind of takes away from the accomplishment of tying Fred Couples and, and Gary Player as the, with the longest consecutive cut streak made at the Masters at twenty three. Uh, he's actually never missed one. I think Fred made his first 23 as well before he finally missed the cut back in 2006, I think, was the first time Fred missed the cut. Uh, yeah, he gets to play every every year because he's won. Oh, of course. Yeah, that's yeah. quite just makes sure. Like, he's earned that. Yeah, line. he's earned that right. Yeah, yeah and, and, and it's not, like I said, at least at the Masters, they're not filling his spot with somebody else. No. It's his spot if he wants it. So it, it is. It, it's, it was painful, painful. Uh, there on on Saturday morning to to watch yeah. to watch that and and I think we all knew what was coming. Well, it was a pretty cool story. You, you mentioned Fred Couples to see him make the cut. Oldest oldest in the history to make the cut. Uh, didn't play great on the weekend, but uh, he did for the first two rounds. So you know it's it's funny to watch those guys, the Phils and Fred or Tiger, whoever that have been there so many times. Where you're not, if this had been any other golf tournament. You'd be shocked at what Phil did. I mean, like shocked, genuinely shocked. But there, it's like, yeah, I can see it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, you know, you just they know how to play that golf course, and it gets them juiced up to play. And yeah, and and some have the level of what what Phil still has to be able to to reach out there and get all the way up the leaderboard like he did. Others like Fred have the ability to to make cuts. Uh, you know, and and. You know, it's stretching him out a long ways to hit it, even though he still hits it pretty good. All right, we better take a break. When we come back, uh, a little bit of Thunder talk as the Oklahoma City Thunder will be in the play-in tournament coming up on Wednesday. A different opponent than what we thought it might be. And with everything that happened yesterday surrounding the Wolves, maybe that's a bad thing. Mm. We'll come back from Sayre National to Skinny on Sports right here on The Sports Animal. The clubhouse at Sayre National is your spot. Maybe you just need a spot to relax after a round of golf. The sports bar at Sayre National is the place with huge TVs and plenty of cold beverages to turn those bogeys on the course into birdies afterward. Don't forget the banquet room can hold a lot of folks with access to the sports bar as well. Come enjoy the atmosphere at Sayre National, Western Oklahoma's most inclusive club. The Skinny on Sports. Mock! Yeah! Ing! Yeah! Welcome back. Skinny on Sports, 98.1 FM, the sports animal, hanging out at Sayre National here this morning. Already a few groups out on the golf course going up the hill on number one. <coughs> Excuse me. Gorgeous, gorgeous morning. 
to start here on a Monday. Jim Traber coming up in the next segment. But first, Jared, the Thunder do make it into the play-in tournament. As Oklahoma City, they went ahead and won yesterday against Memphis. But after the loss on Friday by Dallas, uh, Oklahoma City's spot was already in their hands. They're going to end up playing New Orleans as opposed to Minnesota, which if you just look at what happened yesterday, might be a bad thing. Minnesota had a fight on the bench. Uh, Jaden McDaniels and punched the wall and broke his hand. It looks like he's going to be out. So uh, really kind of a, a crazy last day for the Timberwolves uh, yesterday. But uh, for OKC, a team that was uh, a, a um, season-long over-under, was 23-and-a-half out in Vegas. Most people thought uh, that would be probably an un- a, a pretty good bet to go under because of uh, that carrot hanging out there in the draft of, of Wimbanyama and the Thunder being on the on the tank plan. Instead, uh, they had a, a surprisingly fantastic season, 40 wins, and now here they are uh, making it into the play-in game. Just a, a really, really good year for Oklahoma City. Yeah, this is all bonus basketball at this point because I've been saying it all season long. Anything that happens, if it's a win, it's a bonus. And they won a lot, 40 games, um, compared to what you th- what Vegas thought they'd do. And and the future is definitely bright moving forward. I think we is is the tanking done? I mean, are we putting dirt on it? It's over. It's all about progression and moving forward. Uh, so whatever happens Wednesday night, I'm okay with it because – Let's face it, we did not expect to be playing at this time of year um, going into the season. So, great job, Thunder. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. New Orleans, though, it, you'd almost want Minnesota, but not just because of the, I guess it was on court, but off court issues that they're having. But New Orleans and OKC, they just kind of, New Orleans just kind of, they match up better with OKC. They have this year, anyways. Yeah, three and one, but those game, the three losses have come by what three, three and four, or something like that. They've had a, a way. They, the guys this morning or before us were saying this. So I'm going to give them credit for this, but it's true. They have a way. It's like they know how to defend SGA enough. Well, yeah, it's called Herb Jones. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, but it's very true. SGA has he's he's scored, but he's he hasn't been nearly as efficient right against New Orleans as he has against. A, Basically, everybody else. Uh, no Zion. It's funny. We talked about it on, on Friday, not really thinking about the look ahead to this possible matchup. But no Zion uh, for, for New Orleans. No, this is um, really kind of similar teams as far as some younger teams. You know, obviously nobody's as young as the Thunder. But uh, with some, you know, both kind of missing a piece that could make them – possibly go up to higher levels we've seen it with new orleans what was that stat they were like 23 and 11 with him with zion until he was out starting on january 2nd and hadn't returned um and then you hope that that's the the type of impact that that holmgren will have coming in coming up next year for oklahoma city uh, a similar effect on wins and losses uh, from the oklahoma city big guy that was drafted second in the in the draft and hadn't played all year but uh just I think it's going to be – it's just, like you said, it's almost icing on the cake. It, you, sure, you want to win and, and have a chance to get in. If you don't, you fall back into the lottery somewhere, and then you start hoping for a massive amount of luck to be able to move up and get another guy that will, you know, kind of kind of go along with what, the, what they're doing. But I, I think the 
not only just making it, but the, but making this then also lets you realize just how that how bright the future appears to be right now uh, for the Oklahoma City Thunder. All right, let's step aside when we come back. I'm sure we'll talk more about that, more about the Masters, all kinds of other stuff as the ultimate Jim Traber will be joining us. An interesting signing in the NFL. What is going on, Jared? What are the Ravens doing? What are they doing? <laughs> That's interesting. What are they doing? To say the least. We'll be back. <clears throat> here from Sayre National. This is Skinny on Sports right here on The Sports Animal. The clubhouse at Sayre National is your spot. Maybe you just need a spot to relax after a round of golf. The sports bar at Sayre National is the place with huge TVs and plenty of cold beverages to turn those bogeys on the course into birdies afterward. Don't forget the banquet room can hold a lot of folks with access to the sports bar as well. Come enjoy the atmosphere at Sayre National, Western Oklahoma's most inclusive club. Are you crying? Are you crying? <laughs> Skinny on sports. There's no crying in baseball. Skinny on sports, 98.1 <laughs> FM, the sports animal visiting uh, about the weekend out here at Sayre National, the alumni tournament, the alumni bash. Uh, great success uh, here at the golf course uh, for sure. Joining us now in the voice is, is the voice you'll hear at 2 o'clock here on these airwaves. It's the ultimate Jim Traver. Jim, how are you this morning? Well, I'm good, man. I'm worn out. And last night I uh, played a poker tournament online. And uh, the dang one thing, I finished third in a pretty big tournament. And uh, I didn't go to bed until like 3 o'clock. So that, <laughs> that's not good for me. I'm an old man. I can't be doing that. Well, uh, the Masters this weekend, it was uh, kind of a start and stop and, and a wild ride all the way through. Uh, but for me, the guy that played the best golf throughout the four days won the golf tournament in John Rahm. Just talk about uh, what your thoughts were on watching the Masters. Um, well, first of all, I, would, I, I don't dislike Rahm. I like him, but I wanted Kepka to win. You know how I feel, guys, about the live and everything. Mm -hmm. We talked about this before. I was really happy that he was in it. Um, of course, it gives it gets credence to some of these idiots on the Golf Channel that were saying, "I wonder, I wonder how the the live tour, how they're going to play that fourth round." Blah blah blah. Well, Phil Mickelson's a hundred years old and he shot sixty five on the last day, so I guess it's not affecting him very much. Unfortunately, Kepka just fell apart on the weekend, and I say weekend, it was his Sunday. Uh, he did not play well in the morning, and he did not play well in the afternoon. And, uh, I mean, Rom, I mean, it's either Rom or Scheffler. They just keep going back and forth. Who's number one in the world. And Rom was the one this weekend. So, uh, really impressive. Boy, he, he is a great, I mean, a great golfer. He really is, man. I mean, every part of his game is good, you know? Um, and so it was, it was fun to watch. I wish it would have been a little bit closer, but he made it not close. And then, uh, Victor Hovland, he needs to go back to his, his home country, Norway, and get some of those like cold springs, you know, mm -hmm. and figure out what the heck is wrong with him because some of the shots that he hit yesterday were just horrible. I mean, it's almost, I hate to say it, but it just seems like when it comes down to it, fellas, he chokes it off. And I mean, look, the guy's, a, I mean, he's a multi-millionaire. He could never, never play another golf tournament. He'd be fine for the rest of his life. I understand all that. And I know that when you say choked, it's a little bit too much for a professional golfer or a professional athlete. It's great, but I don't know what's going on, Skinny, because he does this—he does this kind of thing a lot. You know, he does. And I—and you know this—the number one thing about nerves and stuff is when you're chipping and doing that stuff. You know, yeah. I mean, that's the number one thing with your hands and everything about how much you have to be so careful with them. 
And uh, I don't know if he's nervous or what, but uh, it is. Uh, I, I mean, some of the shots he hit yesterday were just bad. Yeah, he was just. Uh, I, I wonder how much the pay, the the pace of play in his group affected him, because Cantlay I, I, is ridiculous. Four hours and fifty minutes for a twosome in the final round of the Masters is, is embarrassing and. Man, I I really with, with Kepka, I think that affected him a little bit more. It did not affect Rom. You know, Rom just seemed like oblivious to all of it, right? I mean, he was, you know, he started out with the four putt on number one on on Thursday, played in the bad part of the draw as far as the weather goes, and he still won by four. It's just incredible for him. But on, on the Hovland side, you're right. We all know anybody that plays golf and has played golf in, in pressure situations, you know how your hands, how it affects those short shots. Because if you're a little bit nervous, it's hard to control exactly what's going on with your hands. Yeah. And he, I don't know what he needs to do. I don't know if he needs to go see a psychiatrist or what. I don't know. Um, but you're right about Rom. I mean, to start off double bogey and then go nine under the first game a day. And then, of course, yeah, all I heard yesterday was how bad Tiger had it with the weather and blah, blah, blah. Okay. But you know what? 10 years ago, 15 years ago, Tiger would have cruised. You know, it, I mean, yep. Tiger, it could have been perfect, and it was going to be bad for Tiger. Now, as someone who is having, you know, back problems and other problems, when the weather's like that, it's worse. I mean, it's just the way it is. But, um, yeah, you're right. Rom had the worst part of the whole thing and beat everybody. So that, that should show everybody the excuses. Now, it does happen. There's no doubt that, you know, you get there is a little bit of luck involved. You know, if you get the morning or the afternoon um, on Thursday. So, all I know is is that this dude's unbelievable, and I can't wait to see Rom and Scheffler. You know, you know, I'd love to see them in the final group of the PTA or the U.S. Open. Because, I mean, let's face it. I mean, Rory McIlroy can talk if he wants, but they're the two best players in the world right now, and I think it's probably a decent amount. I really do. He talked. You spoke about Liv. I, for me, outside of Rom, I think Liv Golf is the biggest winner of the weekend. Three guys in the top five. What Phil did was just. I mean, I can't stand Phil Mickelson, but man, you got to get. You got to give it up to him and yeah. respect him for what he did on that final round. Patrick Reed made a little bit of a run, uh, but for me, I, Liv Golf. It almost felt like they came in as the the bad boy or whatever, and they leave kind of being accepted a little bit more than than what they were. I think going in. We'll see. I mean, you know, it, it's going to be those old, crusty, you know, uh, PGA people that are never going to accept it. Um, but I, I will tell you that uh, you're right. They did well. The Liv did well. They really did. And uh, Mickelson, I don't like him either, but that was amazing. What he bought, birdie five of his last seven holes. I mean, that is really, really impressive. What, 52? Is that what he is now? Yeah, 52. Yeah, 52. So, um, you know, you almost, I mean, you almost forget about some of these dudes, you know, because of this live, because we don't get to see him as much. Like Cameron Smith. I mean, what a great player he is. And, of course, Patrick Reed. um, I actually picked him in one of my, um, oh, I did one of those deals where you pick from group one, group two, group Mm -hmm. three. I actually picked him because I really thought that he would play well. And, uh, you know, the whole live thing, I just wish it would go away. And I don't mean the live go away. I wish all these people that are so upset about it would go away. Just play where you want to. You know, they're making a bunch of money. Be happy for it. 
don't give me this Saudi Arabia. If you care about Saudi Arabia, then you better put your cell phones down and everything and stop using everything that we use because China's the worst ever of everybody in human rights, right? I mean, they are. They're, they're by far worse than, than Saudi Arabia, but, uh, but we as Americans always like to pick and choose what we want to get upset about. So I'm not happy with Saudi Arabia. I don't like them. Guess what? They, they did this, and these other dudes are coming, and they're, they have their own tour, and the tour is going pretty well, and they're making money, so good for them. Final thought about the Masters, or my final question about the Masters. Who surprised you? Did, I kind of asked Aaron this question earlier. Did anybody stand out and you go, huh, that might be a guy we got to keep an eye on? Huh. I really – I mean, I'm trying to think of some – well – Another guy that I picked in that thing was uh, uh, that Sengala guy. Mm-hmm, yeah. I mean, I think he's one. That, he didn't really surprise me that much, but he's a guy to look out for. So I think he's got a chance to really do some things. I mean, that Sam Bennett—that was awesome what he did. But uh, who did you did you say somebody? Because I'm trying to think. I mean, I well, Mickelson obviously was the biggest surprise for everybody, but I don't really know if there's any youngster that I was like, oh my gosh, wait for him. But because I, I, cause I do believe that Sengali is going to be a really good golfer. Is there anybody else? Yeah, we had uh, Sam Burns on the text line uh, to, just to see him well, actually do it. The, yeah, I mean, Sam Burns just won the daggone uh, <clears throat> match play. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I mean, it, Sam Burns is turning into a star. So I knew. I mean, I, I, I don't think there's anybody up there that I was like, wow, this guy is going to be really good. At least I didn't think so. Anybody else? No, I mean, Phil was the surprise for sure. And, you know, and maybe Fred making the cut, the oldest <laughs> guy to make the cut, you know, there. But outside of that, it was really – the leaderboard was awesome because it was a lot of the guys you wanted to see uh, be up there and play against each other. Uh, my last golf question is this. If I gave you – look into the, the crystal ball 10 years from now, and, you know, you got that group of guys, the Kepkas, the Roms, the Spieth, Colin Morikawa, Justin Thomas – Rory, who yep. ends up winning the most majors out of that group? I think it's probably going to be Rom. I really do. Um, I just think he is, like I said earlier, he's got every part of the game. He can do everything. He's got that beautiful little cut that he has on his driver, a little fade. I mean, that is just, he controls that so beautifully. And then his short game is amazing. You know, what was that, that 50, was it that 50 yard little pitch shot that he made? I mean, that's, you know, skinny, that's one of the hardest uh, shots in golf. Puts it up there to about six feet. So, I mean, they're just, but I'll tell you what, Scheffler's going to be right there with him because I think Scheffler's a star too. Scheffler just had a couple bad holes. He probably would have been in it too. And then as far as those other dudes, I, I think the rest of them are kind of what they are, you know? More cow is interesting. I thought more cow would be a little bit better at this point, but we went over his stats last last uh, week, and they're really good. So maybe I'm kind of thinking too much. And I'll tell you, like I talked about earlier, Hoblin. I mean, I love the kid, and I really want to see him do some stuff. But he better figure some things out because he is really wasting some unbelievable talent with opportunities. Who I think to do some really, really impressive stuff. All right, let's uh, go switch over to the Thunder. Uh, if I would have told you before the season started that Oklahoma City would be in the play-in, would you? How crazy would you have thought that was? Oh, I mean, I thought it would have been crazy. There's no doubt. Um, scale of one to ten, I probably would say about a seven. I mean, you never know in basketball what can happen, but 
it's impressive. I mean, when you win, you win 40 games and your over under was 23 and a half. That's, that's incredible. It really is. Um, we'll see. It's going to be a tough game Wednesday down there in new Orleans. Cause, uh, New Orleans is, they, they got a squad. They're, they got some talent, even without Zion. But listen, whatever happens on Wednesday, it really doesn't matter. Because uh, this has been a really good year, and they've found out a lot of things. I hope that I'm not going to get like text messages today about Trey Mann. I hope that's not going to happen. <laughs> I played one good game all day on the year against, by the way, the other team's bench. Um, but you know what? It really was good for all those dudes to get in there and play and um, you know, I mean, it's good. It's good to see the dudes on the bench that don't, especially those two-way guys. You know, Butler and Sar. That was really good, and cool for them. But now you get serious. Now there's no more development, right? Wednesday night, you're not worrying about who's playing. And, you know, we got to get this guy in there for a little bit. You're going to play your best team Wednesday and get out. Yeah, I certainly hope Dagnault realizes this game means something. There's no more tanking involved or whatever he went through a couple weeks ago. So you answered my question. I kind of mentioned this too, is that I, this is bonus basketball. Whatever happens Wednesday night, we should be satisfied. Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah, it doesn't matter what they do Wednesday. I mean, you know, it'd be kind of cool if they could win the game and then maybe take a chance of going on the road and beat somebody again, but it doesn't really matter. Um, they've proven a lot of things. And now all we're waiting on is home, right? He's still skinny as can be, but he does. He definitely has gained some weight. So that's a good thing. If if you're, I mean, I think we all would have loved to watch him this year. But um, if you can't watch him, at least it looks like he's been working hard, getting uh, stronger, because that's what he's going to need. Definitely what he's going to need. But, uh, gosh, you need him healthy, and let's see what he can do next year. Next year is going to be a lot of fun, and there's no excuses, no nothing. You go out, you get after it next year. I don't want to hear one time. If I hear the word downstream next year, I'm not going to be very happy. <laughs> downstream and development are two words that we don't need to hear much of uh, next year. I, I, I think it's interesting that these two teams are playing because, uh, you know, New Orleans is further down the road than Oklahoma City is, but – you know, when Zion played, I think New Orleans was, what, 23-11 and 11 this year until he got hurt right there in January. They kind of fell off to, to obviously where they are now. Uh, but, you know, they, he seems to make them whole. And if you're a Thunder fan, you hope that the, that, that the, the impact that Zion has on winning for, for New Orleans, Chet Holmgren will be that similar force uh, for Oklahoma City. I'll tell you, if Holmgren can be as good as Zion, then we've got something great. I mean, because – I mean, I don't know how much he's ever going to play. I just think that he's he's a dude that's going to have to have this drastic, you know, lose like 30 pounds. I mean, that's what he's going to have to do. And I know it's hard, but if he wants to uh, restore his body, of course, he's been paid already, one contract, so he's going to have a bunch of money. But uh, he is a guy that definitely, uh, definitely needs to lose some weight and figure out what his body Maybe he could give some to Holmgren. That'd be nice. He could send some to Holmgren. <laughs> yeah, 30 yeah, pounds. That'd be nice. <laughs> it will be uh, – we got something getting ready good to happen here in, uh, in Oklahoma City. What do you make of the whole Minnesota debacle yesterday? What's going on there? I don't know, dude. I mean, this just doesn't make any sense. Um. Supposedly they're friends too. 
But I guess Kyle Anderson, I guess, you know, said some bad things to him. And if it's true that what he said is it is true, well, then I don't have a problem with Gobert punching him. You know? I mean, I can't be calling somebody a name like that, talking like that to a dude. Even though we all know that Gobert is soft, you can't be, you can't be saying it to him as a, as a crazy. So, I, look, I guarantee the coaching staff's like, what in the world are we doing? We're, we are getting ready to try to try to go in the playoffs and do something. And uh, and we got players fighting. Yeah. I mean, that's just beyond belief. I mean, it's been a long season. I would expect that maybe out of a team that's not going to play, but maybe Minnesota wishes they were a little bit higher, I guess. I don't know, but that was uh, that was crazy. Absolutely crazy. As a former as a former professional athlete, have you ever encountered something like that, maybe in the dugout, anything like that? Sure, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Did either one of y'all ever fight with a sibling? Yeah. Because <laughs> that's what it is. You know, you spend so much time with these guys that, I mean, it's, you know, it, it, you're going to fight. You're with them more than you are your family. So, yeah, there is no doubt. No doubt that uh, that's going to happen. Now, you'd like for it to happen, like, behind closed doors. You wouldn't like it to happen in front of everybody. But, yeah, that stuff happens. Heck, there was another team. Wasn't there another team that got in a fight? Too? Yeah, uh, it, it was, was Plumley uh, right? yeah, Plumley and uh, Bones Highland for the Clippers. They did the same thing. They didn't – they shoved instead of punched, but still, same thing. Well, Draymond landed a punch on his <laughs> yeah. teammate during a practice. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, Draymond's the smartest of one punch up because if you're going to hit the dude, hit him. <laughs> Knock him down. I mean, like Gobert, Gobert, everyone says he's soft in basketball. He's soft in boxing, too. That was kind of like a dissified little thing. You you drill him if you're going to do it. What are the Ravens doing, Jim? They're, they're playing hardball with Lamar Jackson, which I think both of us don't mind necessarily. But now adding OBJ this morning for $18 million or up to $18 million. Uh, what, is this a sign that maybe this Lamar thing is going to get worked out and he's going to be the quarterback for the Ravens? No, I don't think it has anything to do with that. Trust me. Okay. I mean, he may come back. I'm not saying he's not going to. I'm just telling you, fellas, as a Steeler fan, I am so happy. <laughs> I really am. I'm so happy. The Browns are a fiasco as normal, even though people are picking up to do really good things, as usual. And the Ravens are just – they're imploding right in front of us. And uh, now the Bengals are really good. I mean, there's nothing you can say about the Bengals. But as a Steeler fan, this makes me happy. I cannot believe they gave him $15 million guaranteed. Yeah. I can't believe it. The dude has had two ACL surgeries. And how old is he now? Oh, gosh. What's he's he 32. Yeah, because he was at LSU like 2011. Yeah. I mean, are you kidding me? I mean, this is 15 guaranteed million? That's, that is just that's crazy. I mean, crazy. So, um, you know what that is, fellas? That's the thing between the two. Think about this. Between the two different tags, right? Mm-hmm. You got the non-exclusive and all that other stuff. It's about between the two. 32 and like 47. So, they're using that 15 million to bring in, uh, to bring in uh, Odell Beckham. I love it. I love this as a Steelers fan. I, I just can't see. I can't see this thing working out. I can't because if if he does come back to play at quarterback, you don't want to be there. 
he's going to be unhappy. Uh, and they're not happy with him. So it's it just, the whole thing is just crazy. It really is. And he'll keep on messing up, personally. Yeah, he'll be 31 during the season. Uh, Odell okay. Beckham will be. Okay, 31. A little bit, little bit younger than I thought, but should be uh, should be some. I can't wait, man. We're just a little over two weeks away from the draft. A lot of good stuff happening. Good stuff. As a Dallas fan, I'm just glad they never pulled the trigger on him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I probably agree with you. If, now, you guys picked who'd you pick up at wide receiver? It was the uh, Cooks, Brandon Cooks. Yeah, he's a good player. He's not a star, but he's, he'll help. The key, I mean, listen, you can pick up all the players you want with the Cowboys. The key is with that Prescott there. We all know that, right? Right. I mean, and I'm not near down on him as a lot of other people are, but if you're going to pay somebody that much money, man, you got to make plays. All there is to it. If you're going to pay somebody that much money, you got to make plays. Right. And he didn't make plays last year. No, he didn't. And unfortunately, we'll see what happens. Last thing. It looks like the pitch clock is working. Uh, I read some stats last week where the games have shaved off 30 minutes or so. Uh, stolen bases are way up. Batting averages are up. Is this a trend that's going to continue, or is it just kind of, you know, a lot of times in the NBA, the, the referees start out, they're going to make certain calls all year long, like moving screens or whatever, and then it kind of floats away as the season rolls along. Do you think this is here to stay with, with the, the improvements that we've seen in Major League Baseball so far? Yeah, the, diff- the difference is, Skinny, is that it's an actual clock. clock yeah, yeah. Yeah, refer- I mean, umpire can't do anything about it. It just runs. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, I don't know. I want, I, like I said, at the end of the year, I want to see what the numbers are. I don't care about 30 minutes off. If it's 30 minutes off, great. I want to see if people are coming. Mm-hmm. If they're getting more people watching on TV, if they're getting more people going to the stadium, if that's true, great. But if it isn't, I mean, what are we doing it for? You know, with existing people? I don't know. Um, but, hey, whatever. I mean, that's fine. They can do whatever they want to do. And if people are happy, then I'll be happy, too. Um, I will say that uh, the Tampa Bay Rays, fellas, Pretty impressive what they're doing. Yes, it is. Very impressive. My Brewers are awesome, too. I picked up a team this year. We took a poll, and uh, (laughs) people taught me to to root for the Brewers, and they're pretty good. (laughs) And I know you liked them in your show, uh, in the previous show. You liked them. I like them, and I love their manager, Craig Council. You know, I was was around him when I was with the Diamondbacks. And uh, baseball's a different sport, man. When you're in baseball and you, you're with players day in and day out, you know who is going to make a good coach or manager and who isn't. And the, I'm telling you, of all the years that I was around baseball, there were about four or five people that I thought, man, this dude's going to be a really good manager. And one of them was Bob Melvin, and one of them was Craig Council. And obviously, look at them. You know, both of them are really, really good. And Bob Melvin, if you go back and look at Bob Melvin, fellas, if he would have been with Oakland, this guy's a Hall of Fame kind of guy. He really is. I mean, he's amazing. And I think, you know, I picked San Diego. To, I, I picked the Padres to win it all. So, um, but yeah, Council's a great manager. I mean, a great manager. And you need that. You, I mean, you need that stuff. They're talented. They got really good. Corbin Burns is an absolute superstar. So, yeah, the Brewers, I think the Brewers, It's not. they're not going to run away with that division, but I think they're the best team in that division. 
What, was there something you about start, you got to start drinking old Milwaukee? Money, <laughs> yeah, you know? old Milwaukee and Johnsonville brats is going to be on the menu That's every day. Right. That is beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> That's good stuff. What, it, was there something about those guys, Council or Melvin? What What was it about them that made you think, golly, these guys are going to be able to be really you know, good? We, in, in baseball, fellas, we sit around and talk all the time, you know, and you you talk about baseball. And when you hear guys' philosophies and what they're thinking or what they think, you know how many times we've sat around and talked about what the manager should have done? Yeah. Um, and I'm telling you, I can just tell. And, and then the, then you can, you can watch that they're – you can see that they're watching the game, that they care about what's happening. And then usually a lot of catchers, you know, make really good managers. Yeah. So Bob Melvin was the perfect – you know, he's a backup catcher. I played with him in AAA. I played with him in the big league. Never a starter. Actually played played behind Friendly, Bob Friendly, uh, when they were in uh, uh, when they were in San Francisco. So yeah, and then Council was just very analytical, very analytical. And then when I went out, we went out to the twentieth uh, anniversary of the uh, World Series championship, and he was there, and I talked to him for about I don't know ten fifteen minutes, and you just it's just unbelievable. I mean, you just think to yourself, yeah, dude, yeah, this is this is who I want. I will tell you this: if they ever get rid of him. If he wants to manage, all he's got to do is walk in somebody's office and talk to him for an hour, and they'll go, yeah, yeah, okay, I, this is my manager. It's kind of like that uh, great commercial on TV where uh, the dude from Guns N' Roses, yeah. what's his name? Slash. Oh, yeah. Slash. Is that not one of the greatest commercials ever? I love that. He just goes, do, 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 do. Okay, you got the job. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, yeah, all those other people sitting there thinking they're going to get the job. They're looking and going, yeah. what is this? That is, such, that is such a great commercial. It really is. I love, I love that commercial. All right, man. I know you got to get. So uh, we appreciate you joining us here on a Monday, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Okay, listen, if I sound like I'm going downhill today because I'm silent, I'm so <laughs> just send me a text message and say, dude, you're all right. Wake up. Wake up. Okay? <laughs> all right, man. <laughs> all right. All right, a- fellas. Thanks. You bet. Have a great See day. Ya. It's the ultimate right, Jim Traber joining us here on a Monday from Sayre National. That is, every time that commercial comes on, it's it's like you, you see a different view of it. Yeah. So then you see somebody else's face, like, and how sad they look <laughs> as soon as like the first yeah. note comes yeah. off of of Slash's guitar. Well, it's his like, reaction oh. too, like, you got the job. It's like, sweet, sweet. <laughs> like, like he was surprised yeah. he got the like, job. Really? <laughs> you got a bunch of kids over here in your Slash from Guns and Roses. <laughs> yeah, that was that is great. Uh, hey, I realized something about the Masters. Reading some stuff this weekend. Uh, that I did not know, and it's a, a lot of the financial stuff. I wish uh, I knew this before on last Friday. We could talk about it with well, Scott. I saw the pro shop alone. Did you see that? Did you see those numbers? What what they say? Average about a million dollars a day. Yeah, seventy million for the week. It's oh, oh my seventy oh, for the million week. for the merchandise for the week. I saw somebody. I saw that, and somebody replied with. It still seems too low. It seems like it'd be much higher than that, but yeah, that doesn't shock me at all. And honestly, if I go to the Masters, that's probably the first thing I'm going to do is try to load right. up on a bunch of gear for my, you know, I could do my Christmas shopping right there for people, you know what I mean? That's exactly what we were talking about last week, or last night at dinner, like that, that would, your Christmas shopping would be over. Yeah. I'd get all my buddies a hat. I mean, I'd just be done with it right there. But you know what the most amazing thing was? Hmm. What's that? In, in all those numbers that, that I read, 
You know what they charge ESPN and CBS for the rights to broadcast the Masters? It's probably not as much as I think. What is it? Zero. Wow. They do not charge them a fee. They, they do not have rights fees. They don't charge them. CBS or ESPN. <clears throat> What's the reasoning behind Zero. that? I have, they don't need it, I guess. Wow. Yeah, they don't charge them anything. That's I, incredible. I did not know that. Just incredible because of today's financial climate that you'd think they charge them a lot. And, you know, we always hear about TV deals with college football and exactly. all this stuff. By the way, good job, Pac-12, going to CW. <laughs> yeah. But the Pac-12 and Live Golf back-to-back. Yeah. Back. <laughs> but, but Masters, so they're making their money <clears throat> off of merch, ticket sales, mm-hmm. and not a lot off their concessions because that's same, like been 8 the million. same price. It's like $8 million. Off the concessions. Off the concessions, $70 million off of their, their – uh, it's just a well-oiled the machine. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's they, they, they essentially are leaving. Uh, the estimate would be two hundred and fifty million on the table by letting those letting those two entities broadcast that. And they don't for care nothing. And no, they, they don't, don't care. care. They don't care. <laughs> but they do get total. But that control. keeps That's it. Right. Does that keep the total they control? Total exactly. Control it keeps the, the outside meddling away from it. <clears throat> well, you know what else it keeps? It keeps the the windows a little bit shorter. Uh-huh. Yeah. Now that people were up in arms yesterday morning that you weren't going to get to see Rom and Kepka until they're until what the fourth hole. Yeah. Because the broadcast by then the window was, wasn't open yet. They weren't right. The first ones you saw was four, five, and six. Right. Or maybe that was Saturday, Saturday morning. Uh, I got so. Not confused, but like, what what round are they playing yeah. now? Because of the de- the delays and all that, I really had to pay attention to the to the leaderboard to know. Okay, this is this is actually the end of their third round, but yeah. No, so so the Masters. Yeah, you know, and kudos by the way to the Masters for getting that done. We thought we'd be sitting here today watching, mm-hmm. you know, the final back nine or something, but they got it done yesterday. Was a beautiful day, and kudos to the grounds crew too, because I was worrying about. Uh, conditions, especially on the greens. And you didn't hear a lot of that. They said it rolled They fine. got that sub-air system. I they know. suck just, it out of there. Yeah. It's a, it took like two two inches of rain off of them. Wow. And you could see, like, I mean, Dottie Pepper and, and Trevor Immelman, which, by the way, I thought Trevor Immelman was awesome. Hmm. A definite upgrade from Nick Faldo. And I didn't mind Nick Faldo like some people, but I thought he was awesome. Yeah. But they kept on talking about you could see, and you could if you knew what they were saying, you could see the green starting to turn a lighter shade mm-hmm. as the day went on with the, with the breeze, with the sub-air working. Uh, you, you could see the greens starting to get faster, starting to get a little bit glassy looking. Mm-hmm. I think it's how they described it. But, uh, yeah, it was – I mean, the Masters is just the greatest. It, it never – even in a four-shot win – by John Rahm, that the, the drama was as soon as his third shot got over the water on 15 after he laid up, as soon as that happened, you knew. it was pretty well over. Yeah. But even in a four-shot win, it's still the storylines coming out were great with Phil doing what he did, Spieth, that, that group, that pairing on Saturday, they shot 14 under low ball. <laughs> off the charts. I mean, how much fun would it have been to just follow them around and watch the, uh, the level of play yeah, uh, from those two guys, and then Rom is just—I uh, don't think I mentioned earlier. I don't think there's any doubt that he's the best in the world. 
He just he has every facet. Everyone else, you can kind of pick something apart, like Scheffler. He hits it great, but eh, he struggles on the greens, and he definitely did this week. You know, what Rory, mind, you know, whatever. Patrick Cantlay takes five hours to play a round of golf. That's a problem. <laughs> but with Rom, you really, now that he's kind of controlled, reined in some of the, the, the anger or whatever you want to call it, now that he's kind of taking care of that part of his game, I don't think there's a weakness at all. It's hard to find one. And that dude makes more left-to-right putts for a right-handed golfer than anybody I've ever seen. You know, those are the hard ones where yeah. you, you have to stay, you can't peak, and that dude makes them constantly from left to right. It, it's just amazing. So a great weekend for him and a great weekend, I think, for the live go- for Live Golf with the way that their guys played down at Augusta National. Don't forget, hey, today, you get a chance to see something that you don't get to see very often. What's that? Five o'clock, Ackley Park, Elk City Clinton, District Baseball. That's today. Cash Mayfield will be on the hill. That's right. That is today. Go on out, enjoy the beautiful weather, watch a little baseball. It'll be a lot of fun. Uh, Thanks to Sarah National, everybody here. It was a great weekend this weekend uh, for the alumni tournament. It'll be another great weekend here in a couple of weeks with the Bob coming up the 29th and 30th. Still a few spots left to get signed up in the morning, but you better take them because after everybody was here this weekend, those spots will go fast. So if you want to play, you better get on it. Get on the horn and get over here to Sayre National, 928-9046. All right, man. We'll be back tomorrow. Thanks to Jim. Thanks to everybody. Have a great Monday. It's Skinny on Sports and the Sports Animal. You've been listening to the Skinny on Sports podcast with Aaron Cow. Be sure to hit that subscribe button to get alerts of when the latest podcast is available. Thanks for listening. That ball is blistered to right. Way back. Goodbye. The clubhouse at Sayre National is your spot. Maybe you just need a spot to relax after a round of golf. The sports bar at Sayre National is the place with huge TVs and plenty of cold beverages to turn those bogeys on the course into birdies afterward. Don't forget the banquet room can hold a lot of folks with access to the sports bar as well. Come enjoy the atmosphere at Sayre National, Western Oklahoma's most inclusive club.